Hi, you're listening to my mom, Cat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Well, hi, this is Cat Lee from the InspiredToAction.com podcast. And today we're going to be talking about inspiration and action. I know, shocking, right? But that's kind of the name of the blog. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, to, about it today because I've noticed lately that inspiration is everywhere. There's tons of inspiration. And, you know, that's actually the reason why I don't do Pinterest very much. All of my friends do Pinterest. And the funny thing is that I have always kind of been into social media and my friends haven't. And I've always been really excited when they actually get on Twitter or when everybody finally got on Facebook or whatnot. But then the Pinterest bandwagon came along and all my friends were on there, but I wasn't. And it took me a while to figure out the reason why. And I think I've narrowed it down to the fact that Pinterest overwhelms me because I'm very easily inspired and I love to be inspired, but on Pinterest, it's just like this constant stream of ideas and it overwhelms me. I don't know if you guys have ever felt this way, getting onto Pinterest or really any social media platform or even opening up a magazine or turning on TV. There are so many ideas everywhere and we're inundated with them. Whereas, you know, our parents or our grandparents years and years ago would be limited to maybe a new magazine every month that's filled with ideas or getting together once a week with friends and talking about new ideas. Now it's really what we see. We're, we're bored in at the doctor's office. We turn on our phone. We get a bunch of ideas. We are sitting in the pickup line for school. We turn on our phone, get ideas. It's just everywhere and it can be overwhelming because we can't act on all of them. And so then what we end up having to do is we end up having to just make tons and tons of decisions. Do I want to do this? Is that something that I want to save? Should I save it to this board or should I save it to that board? Should I share this with my friends or should I not share this with my friends because I'm not doing it? Is this something that I'm going to do this week or next week? And we end up actually, you know, I don't have any studies or statistics or anything, but I wonder if we get a whole lot less done than people did in generations past. We, maybe we start a lot of things or we get started on a lot of projects or we um, jot ideas down. But how much do we actually completely accomplish from start to finish? So that's what we're going to talk about today, about stopping with the inspiration and focusing on just starting. I've heard um, people like in, in talking about getting things done that, that talk about how they, they do just-in-time learning which means that instead of just following the rabbit trail of the internet about, oh, look at this cool craft I can do. I think I'll read about that now. Oh, but then this craft is really cool. Instead, instead of following all those little rabbit trails, sitting down before you turn on the computer, thinking, this is what I want to accomplish. What do I need to learn about this thing? And all the other information, the informative emails that come our way, the interesting links that we see, those just get filed away. We don't learn about something unless we're going to act on it. So that's something that I want to challenge us to think about doing and maybe even to start doing. And so the idea is that after this podcast, you're going to go through the rest of your day and hopefully start on something and take action so that maybe by the end of the day, maybe by the end of the week, you'll be able to say, look, this is what I did and this is what I got done because we're inspired and we can be inspired. But now it's time to just go ahead and do something and get it done. So we're gonna talk about a few ways to actually 
get things done. So yeah, we have lots of inspiration. We can go to Pinterest, we can go to Twitter, we can go to Facebook, friends, magazines, or you know the file folder we have with all kinds of ideas. So now we just need to decide what is it that we wanna do. So that's what I wanna challenge you to be thinking about during the rest of this podcast, maybe during the rest of this day or the week, but to really be thinking about what are the things that you wanna get done. We talked about this a few podcast episodes back where I talked about being a purposeful mother. And I challenged you to pick three things that you want to work on. So if we wanted to just start on that, something that I want to challenge you to do is to do what I just said, just start. Uh, When I shared that podcast, not in the episode, I didn't mention this, but in the actual post that I wrote, um, I talked about the idea of how it's okay to be really bad at something. Because I think it was at that episode when my mic didn't work. And instead of just shelving that episode, not sharing it because the sound wasn't great, I decided, you know, I'm okay with being a bad blogger or a bad podcaster. I'm okay with the sound being bad because it's completing something. It's putting out hopefully helpful content that matters, not doing it perfectly. And so when you pick your three things that you want to accomplish and that you want to get done, I challenge you to just start. If that is learning how to be a great cook, it is okay for you to be a bad cook. It is okay for you to stink. It's okay for you to buy frozen meals. If right now your family gets takeout, you know, 70% of the time, it's okay for you to buy frozen meals, you know, for most of your meals in the week and maybe cook once a week. Or if you're wanting to start cooking from scratch more, it's okay if not all the stuff is from scratch. It's okay if... Um, half your meals are packaged or whatnot. Just the idea and the concept is just to get started and to do things imperfectly and to do things badly, but to move in a progress towards growth. So I want you to allow yourself to be bad. And again, there's so many different things that, that each of you could be working on. It could be getting healthier or work, you know, working out or eating better or planning better or being a more patient mother, cooking, cleaning, being a better worker, being a better wife, so many different things that that each of us could be working on. But if we can just pick that those one that one thing first to start on, but then those three things just to work on in general and just start and to allow ourselves to stink and to be like, you know what? I'm gonna stink. So for example, I would love to do a triathlon. That's something that I've kind of always wanted to do. But the reason that I've never done it is because I have this thing about drowning. Um, I don't really want to do it. I don't, I, I'm not a great swimmer. I, I swim fine in the pool, you know, swimming with my my kids and just in a regular pool, but actually swimming like 250 yards or 500 yards in open water with hundreds of other people, I'm not so sure that I would do all that great in those circumstances. And I'm hesitant to go to the pool because, you know, the one thing about running or biking or doing anything else badly is that nobody's watching you. But when you go to the pool, there's somebody sitting there paid to watch you. So there's somebody sitting there paid to watch me swim badly, suck in water, and just stink and be really bad. And so I've had to kind of embrace that fact to be like, you know what, I'm going to go to the pool and I'm going to just be a bad swimmer. And I'm okay with that. Because the only way that I'm going to end up being a better swimmer is to be a bad swimmer and start. Because I could just be a bad swimmer and never get better. But the only way I'm going to get better is by just starting. And so with whatever area that you're wanting to work on, I challenge you to just 
start to embrace the fact that maybe you're going to stink. Maybe you'll fail. Maybe you won't be great at it, but that is fine. And that is great because it means that you're growing and that you're making progress. So that's the first thing. Just start. The next thing is just to start small and to be faithful. So for example, if you wanted to start getting healthy and, and eating better, a lot of times we think, okay, I want to eat better. So I need to sign up for this really complex eating program and completely transform my eating and do this really radical thing. But one, that's a hard change to make. Maybe it's an expensive change to make. And the harder it is, the less likely you are to stick with it. And so one small change that you can make that's simple, but that can have a really powerful impact on what you eat and how you eat, is to just observe, to start small and, and just by just journaling what you're eating. That could be through a program on your iPhone or Android um, phone called Lose It. Uh, and a lot of people use that and that tracks your calories and you can also track your exercise and things like that. I've tried one of those before, but I get all caught up in, oh, is this the exact thing that I ate or how many servings did I eat? I don't know. So when I've been trying to eat a little bit healthier, I just, sometimes I just take a picture of what I ate and I might be less likely to eat another piece of candy or another thing of dessert or whatever, just because I have to pull up my phone and I have to take a picture of it. Just that small conscientious decision to track and to observe what I'm doing makes me evaluate what I'm about to do a little bit differently. So grab a notebook and start journaling for whatever area it is. If it's, like I said, if it's eating better, if it's exercising, if it's being more patient with your kids, if it's being more fun with your kids, if it's being a more thoughtful wife, just start out each day and say, you know, I would like to eat healthier today. And then just something simple like that. You could just write that exact thing. Uh, then at the end of the day, um, you could just write, I ate these things today. Or you could track that throughout the day. Or if you're wanting to be more patient mom, in the morning you just say, I would like to be more patient with my kids. And then at the end of the day, you just write down, I was really patient in this situation. I wasn't very patient in this situation. I could have done better here. And that's it. It's not this overwhelming thing that you need to change every single thing you do throughout the course of the day, but simply observing and simply tracking what you're doing is going to make you more conscious as you go through the day. And it's going to allow you to very naturally make changes. And by it being a small thing that you can be faithful at, you're more likely to stick to it and you're more likely to really make it a habit in your life. So Stop the inspiration. Stop looking for new things to do. Just start. And whatever you start, start small and be faithful. So like track it, write it down, keep a journal of whatever you're doing. So the third thing is to change your perspective on discomfort. To see discomfort not as pain, but as growth. So if you worked out and you're sore, instead of thinking, oh, I don't like to be sore, Think of it instead as, oh, wow, I can really feel my muscles growing because that's exactly what's happening. You just worked out, so all your middle little muscles have little micro tears in them and they're repairing themselves and so you're sore. So if we change that perspective on discomfort, if you want to get up early in the morning, instead of jumping up and, and thinking, man, I'm really tired and I would be so much more comfortable if I just stayed in bed, 
if instead you looked at it and says, I am embracing this day. I am choosing to get out of bed so that I can get started on what's going to be an awesome and an incredible day and just not focusing on whatever's making you uncomfortable at the moment, but looking instead at the end result. Like if you think of Olympic athletes, they probably aren't very comfortable in the midst of their workouts because they are pushing themselves to their very limit each and every day. And it's only when we face resistance that we get stronger. If those Olympic athletes every day just did what was comfortable, they would never get better. They would never get faster. They would not get stronger. It is only when we face resistance that we grow. So when you encounter uncomfortable things on purpose, uh, or even not on purpose, if you encounter circumstances that make you uncomfortable, just, you know, your kids testing your patience or a difficult circumstance at work, um, or a lot happening in your home, whenever you face discomfort, don't see it um, just as something that's that's painful and, and difficult. Embrace it as an opportunity for change and an opportunity for growth. The fourth thing is don't waste your time. If you want to be a person of action, don't waste your time. So like we talked about earlier, identifying those three things that you want to work on, there is a law, or maybe it's a principle, in economics called Pareto's Principle. And the idea is that 20% of, say, the businesses in an economy generate, um, I don't know what I just said. I just said 20% or 80%. Okay, so the, the rule is the 80-20 rule. So 20% um, of the businesses in an economy generate 80% of the income. And a lot of people have translated that into our daily lives. So for example, 20% of the activities that you do as a mom have 80% of the impact on your children's lives. And while this isn't necessarily a hard and fast rule that it's exactly 20% and yada, 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 the idea is true. There are a small number of things that you do every day that you take action on or that you could take action on that are gonna produce the biggest results in the lives of your kids or in your life or in your health or in your marriage. And so if we can identify those things and if we can be decisive about what we spend our time on and focus on that 20% that produces 80% of the results, then we're gonna get a lot more done. We're gonna have much more effective lives and we're gonna have a bigger impact on the world around us and on the people in our home. So I challenge you to identify those things and, and also to really identify the things that are just a waste of time, that are the 80% that only produce 20% of the impact. And a lot of those things might be on Pinterest. Do we really need, um, I don't know, a perfectly organized spice rack? I remember reading on Rachel Meek's blog, um, I'm blanking on the name, small, small notebook. That's what it's called, the small notebook. Um, she wrote a post about how her um, kitchenware drawer is messy and why. And, and she basically just ta says how she doesn't need it to be neat. She doesn't need a perfectly organized kitchen gadget drawer because she can open it, see what she needs, and take it, take it out. And it would be a waste of her time to organize it. And so if we can identify the 80% of the things that are just wasting our time that are not having a big impact on our lives 
And if we can also identify the 20% that will have a massive impact on our lives, and if we can focus our actions on that 20% and choose to not do that 80%, no matter how many other people in our lives are doing it, no matter how cool it looks, no matter how fun it looks, we know that it doesn't have the impact and the result that we ultimately want it to have. So if you want to be a person who's not just inspired, but a person who takes action, just start. Just go ahead and start whatever it is and start doing it. Start small, um, write stuff down, and be faithful. Be okay with discomfort and choose to see it as growth. And don't waste your time. Identify the 20% of the things that you're doing that are having the 80% income. So for me, for example, my motto is to do as little as possible as well as possible because I, man, I'm totally guilty of all of this. I love to be inspired. I love great ideas. But when I committed to just do as little as possible as well as possible, it has helped me to stop feeling overwhelmed. It's helped me to stop feeling like I need to do everything that I see that should do and instead just doing the things that I want to do or that I truly need to do. And it's just given me so much more freedom uh, because what it comes down to is that our kids, man, they can't learn from the things that we wish we did. Our kids can't learn from the Pinterest boards of things that we would like to do someday. The only thing that our kids can learn from are the things that we've done. Whether we have succeeded or not, we have something to teach because we can teach from a point of failure or we can teach from a point of success, but we can't teach from not even trying. So today I challenge you to say no to just spending time being inspired and to say yes to doing something that will take action. So that's it for this episode of the Inspire to Action podcast, and I hope it encouraged you and challenged you, and um, we'll talk to you later. Well, that's all we have for this episode of the Inspired to Action podcast, but you can check out all the shows and other resources, including free ebooks and prayer calendars at my blog at inspiredtoaction.com. And if you think this podcast would encourage other moms, I'd really appreciate it if you would take a minute to rate it in iTunes. But I just want to say thank you so much for taking time out of your day to tune in. And I hope you've been encouraged and challenged and, well, you know, inspired to action. So don't forget that you are a mom. You're kind of a big deal. So go be awesome. Later.